to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. It's the Junior Kekoema Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekoema Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bothe Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekoema Jr. You know, but, uh, I can't, I can't even tell you guys how grateful I am. But I can't even, I can't even tell you guys the amount of gratitude that I get. Uh, but the podcast is going around the world right now. And, um, and so we get this thing called analytics, right? And the analytics just, it shows us like how many listeners, you know, how many people listening, where they're listening from. And uh, so we just, we don't want to spend too much time on this. We, we go through this, like, uh, just about every podcast because, you know, we want to let these people know uh, how grateful we are. So to the people of United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, Belgium, we like to say mahalo. There's different cities uh, in these countries that are picking us up. And we're very grateful. We're very, very grateful. So Hawaii, uh, Hawaii is down to 59%. Uh, Hawaii started at 60 but um, that's only because the other places are gaining uh, percentage of the audience, the audience share. So uh, California, Texas, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. We'd like to say a mahalo to you guys. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, 75%, it started at, at 72%, uh, but now it's like 75% of our audience comes from Apple Podcasts. So we'd like to thank Steve Jobs for his vision. And uh, yeah, we, we got to thank Apple. Uh, Spotify is 10% and Anchor is 11%. And the rest, the 4%, uh, they're not sure. <laughs> they're not sure. Because they going going question mark over there. But uh, Anchor, yeah. So Anchor is our home. Uh, that's, that's our home. And then so we broadcast from Anchor. Our platform is on Anchor. And then, uh, so that, you know, that happens. And then, uh, uh, what happens after that is that we have distribution. And so the distribution actually, uh, you know, the distribution happens, right? And so, so when the distribution, uh, goes out to different platforms, we're on Google Podcasts. We're on, um, we're on Deezer. We're on, um, oh, we're on like different, well, eight of them. There's eight of them. And, uh, they don't show up. So they're not going to show up in the, in the stats unless you know people go on there so so yeah i guess we're only we're only working off of uh, three platforms right now active i guess but it's on eight platforms you can find us there uh if you if you want us if it's more convenient for you to find us on google a lot of people with androids uh they can pick up us uh pick us up on on google so yeah bad we like to say how's it to you guys hey you know normally we look at the news we see what's going on in the news uh, right now, the news is kind of quiet. Kind of quiet, Hawaiians. You know, on a podcast, I always ask the question, what about the Hawaiians? Right? What about the Hawaiians? Because that's a big question, right? Because, well, you guys, you guys in different parts of the world, you guys got to know that, you know, the Hawaiians are their kingdom, right? The Hawaiian kingdom. Uh, the land actually still exists. 
uh, the title still exists, but we get these other layer of, of stuff over them. So, uh, and, and Hawaiians know this, right? So, and this is, this is pretty cool because education has, has, uh, really dominated in, in this area. And, um, you know, so, so a lot of people, a lot of the younger generation, they're aware and their awareness has, uh, done some pretty substantial things. One of them, right? Cause we had this thing on the Mauna. Okay. So we have this mountain in Hawaii, Mauna Kea. And, and they were going to come in and they were going to build this huge telescope, right? Like several stories high. I don't know how high, but pretty high. I mean, it, yeah, that thing was huge. And so all the Hawaiians went and they started dancing on the road and doing their chants and, and offering their mana and, and their feelings and, uh, their mana'o. Bro, they, 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 you know, so, so they, they push back this thing. Right. And this is what this is what awareness can do. You know, this is what culture can do. Awareness can do. And and this was so good. I mean, it actually uh, created a, a bigger spirit of lokahi amongst the Hawaiians. So you got to know that in, in the Hawaiian community, I worked in the Hawaiian community for a while. Oh, that was a trip. It was a trip. Hawaiians. But but I worked in the Hawaiian community for a while. And in the Hawaiian community, there's different factions. There's different groups in the Hawaiian community. There's not just one sovereignty group. There's several. And and these guys, a lot of these guys don't agree on stuff, right? So they have their own idea of how things should be working with the Hawaiians. And and it's good because, I mean, everybody got to get input, right? I mean, just because you, you think one way doesn't mean everybody going to think the same way. So it's good to have uh, different opinions and different ideas and, you know, stuff like that, right? And we saw this for years and years, right? And one of the jokes was, ah, oh, you don't need worry because the Hawaiians, they don't agree. You know, they cannot agree. And and really, the agreement came down, the, the biggest part of the agreements came down to the money part, right? So Because they stand to make money. So like, okay, who's running the Hawaiian community? For a long time, Hawaiians, it was the Portuguese. Okay, it was the Portuguese. For you guys out of town, you guys in different countries, okay, the, the Portuguese, Okay, so locally we say Portuguese, um, and it's not a racial slur. It's just something that I mean, we had we had all these terms. Okay, so this is a a not a politically correct broadcast uh, podcast. Okay, so don't be offended. I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I have Portuguese blood, so yeah, Portuguese, yeah, whatever. But but yeah, so we had these we have these terms in Hawaii, and in Hawaii everybody uses them. I mean, you know, so so but. But the thing is, well, I used to watch these these newscasts, right? And I think I think only the the Portuguese went college or something, because these guys got degrees in Hawaiian studies and stuff. And pretty soon, before you know it, they was on TV as spokespeople. I'm talking about the '80s, the '90s. I'm talking about like you know way back, right? And you get this one cheek. I know she had one eyebrow. And Bugger was from over here, like all the way to over here. And then she said, every time there was something in the Hawaiian community, she used to speak, right? And I think she was up at UH. I think she was she was a, a professor at UH. And and you know, and you know you know the thing about professors, I gotta tell you guys. I mean, I feel so bad for professors. I I knew a a, a guy really close to a professor. She was my manager for a while, uh, you know. And then she told me what they make. She told me what kind of money they make, right? And, you know, these are professors. These are people at the top of the food chain for, for education and knowledge. I mean, these guys, like, heavy hitters, right? And they're making small money. I mean, real small money. 
Small money Hawaiians. And you know, it's a shame. You know, the, the politicians, right? They always come on board, you know, every election. The politicians go, oh, we got to we gotta do something for education. We got education this, education that, education, education, education. Well, they don't do nothing. Nothing, right? And then the next election, uh, well, you know, we got to take a look at education. It's all education, education. But everybody, everybody's on board, right? They go, oh, yeah, education, right? And they vote. And when they're done, right, what happens to education? Nothing, right? One big fat nothing, right? So, so anyway, but getting back to the Hawaiian community, right? So I, I think this girl was a professor and she was up there, you know. And then somebody would tell me, oh, yeah, no, no, we know her. We know her and her boyfriends. So, you know, apparently she had more than one boyfriend. It brought it's all good, you know. But for years I had more than one girlfriend. You know what I'm saying? But that was the Hawaiian way. Okay, so you get me, if you guys don't know, right? So the Hawaiians were not monogamous. I mean, some of them were, you know, by choice. But the Hawaiians, I'm talking about the old days. I'm talking about when they had the roi. I'm talking about when they had the, the kingdom and the kings and the chiefs. And back in the old, I'm talking about in the 700s, right? In the 700s, bro, you know what? The Hawaiians had all this figured out. They had this whole thing figured out. You know, they had irrigation, they had lo'i, they had everything, right? Before before Captain Cook showed up, right, and, quote, discovered, end quote, uh, Hawaii. But they had everything figured out already. I mean, they had a system. They had the couple system, but they had all kinds of system. They had any kind, and, and they, they dealt with crime, but it... I'm sure they had a very, very low crime rate. Very low crime rate. Cause they didn't put up with that stuff. If they had that kind of problems, bro, they would, they would, they would take care of it right there and then, bro. You know? And, and so when you, when you, you know, learn about the Hawaiians and the culture and, and what used to happen before the missionaries came, before the white man came to Hawaii, it was a pretty impressive place. It was awesome. And right now, you got a lot of young people, right? And the young people are getting educated. And the young people are learning to do all this stuff. I mean, they're rebuilding lo'i. They're rebuilding, they're rebuilding taro farms. They're rebuilding aquaculture. Hawaiians had aquaculture. Aquaculture. You know, they had they had fish ponds. They had stuff. They, they was raising fish like that. They, they knew about all this stuff. They, they did all this stuff. You know, just like in the last 20 or 30 years, all this stuff, you know, been been coming out, you know. Oh, okay, let's let's do aquaculture. Let's, let's you know you know had these guys, right? They came from the mainland and they, they bought some land and they were uh well uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna take some fish and we're gonna put it in this pond, see? Because if we raise the fish in this pond, in this saltwater pond, then uh, uh we can just go in and harvest these. I mean, you see what I mean? They, they, they was talking about this kind of stuff. Bruh, the Hawaiians had this stuff years and years and years and years ago, bro. Centuries ago they had. The Hawaiians had all of this. They had all of it, right? So, I mean, it was pretty impressive. That's all I'm going to say. But, but this, this lady, the professor, right? So she was a spokesperson. And everybody was looking on TV. And my, I was at one party one time. And we was watching. They was interviewing her. And somebody goes, hey, how come the Portuguese run the Hawaiian community? But <laughs> he was asking, right? Okay. And it wasn't till years later, right, that I went to work in the Hawaiian community at a radio station or Hawaiian radio station. And and I saw the stuff for myself 
And I saw him up close. And I saw the politics and the drama that happened in the in the back that people don't see. Because people see the front stuff. You know, they see the presentation, they see the radio show, or they listen to the radio show, they see stuff on TV, they see the programs, they see the Hawaiians, you know, the Hawaiian groups and stuff. But we used to see all the stuff in the background. You know, and some of the stuff was good. Some of the stuff, you know, wasn't too good. But but we saw the whole thing and we got to understand it a little bit better. You know? So one of the things that was funny to me, because when I was growing up, right? When I was growing up, uh, I grew up in Hanalei, Hanalei Valley. And um, Hanalei was a very, uh, very special place. You know, especially when I was growing up. Uh, it was so cool. Well, my, my uncle used to put me on his horse. Yeah, he had this horse, and his horse was so smart. He put me on the horse, right? And he would slap the horse on the back, okay? And the, and the, you know, the horse would just go. It wouldn't, wouldn't gallop. It wouldn't run away. He just, he just walked. And the horse would walk and take me for a ride. And sometimes the ride lasts like, like 45 minutes in one direction, right? And then when the horse was tired, this, the horse's name was Kekau. And when Kekau was tired, Kekau would turn around and walk home. And that was my ride. And and I went wherever the horse wanted to go, I just went. It when I when I think about that, I'm like, whoa, that was that was a magical time. That was a magical time. And, and the horse just go, 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 go. Pretty soon the horse would just turn. And when the horse turned, I'd go, okay, time to go home. And the horse would take me home. Hanalei was was a very special place. And one of the special things was we used to listen to the kupuna speak Hawaiian, but they would only speak Hawaiian, right, at night when they was drinking cocoa and they used to take the cream cracker, you know, they, they, these cream crackers that they, they made in Hilo and they used to crack them in the, in the cocoa and stuff and, and they used to just sit on the, the patio and talk story and, and have the cocoa and they used to give us cocoa and cracker and we used to sit on the steps and they used to sit at the table and, and these were the elders and they used to sit at the table and speak Hawaiian. Now, our our instructions were to be seen and not heard. <laughs> so, so we just shut up and drink your cocoa. But well, they didn't say that. But you know, it was kind of like that. So we just had to we just had to be the flies on the wall. And we had our cocoa. We didn't we didn't make a fuss or anything. And we listened to the kupuna speak Hawaiian. So you know, coming from that background. Okay, so speed forward, right? <laughs> Go fast forward years and years and years and years. Now I'm at the Hawaiian station, right? And so I start seeing how things really work in the Hawaiian community. I start seeing how the you know things work in the in, in, in the different groups and factions of, of Hawaiians and what they're talking about and their ideas and everything like that. And then they had this but they had this they had this radio show. Okay, and it was on the Hawaiian station. It was on the AM station. And I used to listen because, you know, I was interested, right? And it was an Olelo show. So, so the Olelo means the language, right? <clears throat> the, the spoken language. And so, um, so they used to, they used to speak in Hawaiian. And, and the, the conversation, right? Cause I used to, I used to listen to Hawaiian, like real Hawaiian. But the Hawaiian that I knew was, was very different because it was the original Hawaiian. And the original Hawaiian was by these Hawaiians that, that really knew the language. Now the new Hawaiian that came came out, you know, like like in the late eighties, nineties, it it was it was Hawaiian, but it was a little bit different. It was very different. But these guys, these guys that were, you know, they would go to UH to learn, 
You know, now we get immersion schools so the kids learn and the kids speak natural. They they all natural. But back in the day when this stuff was getting started, it was a little bit different. And these guys would go to UH and they would take the class and whatever, right? And then and then the conversation went like this. Oh, yesterday I went down to the beach. I went down to the beach and I saw a turtle. And the other guy would be so so this is the program that people are listening to on the radio and that they're proud of because there's Hawaiian. There's Hawaiian language, right? Okay. And and one of the guys was uh he was a professor, he was Haole, but he spoke fluent Hawaiian. Bro, this guy and he's notable. He 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 is one of the big dogs in the Hawaiian community and he's from the mainland. He's German and, and he's he's a professor. And and he's one of the, the leading guy I think he's the leading guy. I think he's the leading official, I mean like the the leading uh authority on, on Hawaiian language now. And um or teaching it anyway. And this guy, I mean nice guy, good guy, really good guy. So so he's talking to this other person on the radio, right? And he going he going, Oh, yesterday I, I went down to the beach and the guy goes, Oh, you went down to the beach yesterday. So they're repeating, right? Back and forth. And making it sound like, you know, making it sound so so he goes, Yeah, I went down to the beach yesterday and I saw a honu. And the, the other guy said, Oh, you saw a honu when you went down to the beach yesterday? Right, and this is the conversation in in Hawaiian, right? And if they go back and forth, I am cracking up. I'm at home, but I'm cracking up because you know that's not how the the Hawaiians used to talk, you know. But now that you know they're getting this thing off the ground, and so it was funny. Well, it was funny. Said, yeah. Oh, so you saw one honu when you went to the beach yesterday? Yeah, I saw one honu when I went to the beach yesterday, and 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 was good. It was was Malie, well, you know, whatever. And and and, and the the weather was Malie. Everything was calm, right? And you know, oh, was Malia when you went down to the beach and saw the honu yesterday? And we're back and forth, bro. These guys used to go back and forth with this stuff. It was so funny, Hawaiians, bro. This was funny. And then so, but it went from that, you know, and 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 along the way, improvements was made. Things became better, and and you know. And now it's not like that anymore. I mean, you know, but, oh, man, it, it was a trip. It was a trip to, I mean, but it was it was also good to be involved at that point, you know, with the things we saw, good and bad. It was good to be involved at that point because it was good experience, right? And, um, yeah, we could, we could talk about the Hawaiian station, but uh, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. But you know, with with this Mauna thing, right? Getting back to the Mauna and the and the Hawaiians that went up there and they protest and they, you know, and the awareness, it brought everybody closer together. It brought you know everybody had the spirit of Lokahi. Lokahi means togetherness. Everybody came together, right? And they went up the mountain. But I would have been there too if if I never have a job. I have to work. I cannot just go. You know what I mean? But I mean, I have obligations here. I gotta be here on the weekends. I gotta be here on the weekdays. I mean, you know, so getting away is kind of hard. And so that's why I only, I only, you know, I only leave on the holidays, Thanksgiving, whatever. So <clears throat> these guys went up and they did their thing. And guess what? <laughs> they turned back the project. They actually turned back the project. So I always say on the podcast, you know, it's the Hawaiians one. The states, the state, nothing, right? But these guys, and they were, they was burning money up there, okay? And I'm not talking about the Hawaiians. I'm talking about the state. The state was burning money. The county, Hawaii County, the the Big Island, bro, it was burning money up there. 
You know how much money costs for all that? Bruh, $11 million cost for, for all the security and everything they had to have up there, right? They got to take porta potties up there for, for, you know, sanitation, all of that. But they had to do all of that, right? And, and it just pushed them back. But it was, it was driving them broke, right? And these are Hawaiians that believe in the cause. <clears throat> these guys will, these guys will fight for their cause. They will die for their cause. You know, and they, they got arrested, everything. They, they went right back. As soon as they got out, right back, right? So, I mean, you know, it reminds me of that little Portuguese guy at the party, you know? When he get drunk, you know, the guys take him outside, they pound him out, right? They punch him out. And then he goes right back in the party. They take him outside, they punch him out again. He goes right back in the party. I mean, you know, so those kind of guys, I mean, they're they dedicated. That's dedication, right? And these Hawaiians, bro, they're dedicated. And these are young people. A lot of young people took leadership roles. And a lot of young people are, are smart and they, they're ma'a to this, right? Ma'a means they're, they're wise to this. And, and they, they know what to do. I mean, bro, they, they good, bro. And, and you know, so, so we saw this and we saw these young people and it gave us faith. It gave us hope. It, it, it gave us faith. Like, okay, we can, we can believe in this stuff because these kids are all on board. You know, and then, you know, like what happens when, what happens when, when Hawaii is just left to the developers and, and uncontrolled growth and, you know, what happens, what happens when, when the streams and, and the rivers are diverted, like, like in Maui, right? In Maui, they actually, they actually won the case, you know, for the, for the water rights, right? But the big corporations were diverting the water, but it was diverting the water and they, they, you know, taking them to their field. And, and all the, the, the planters, the, the tarot people, all of the farmers, bro, they never had water because the water was being diverted, you know. So there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you guys, like, you know, you, you guys think like, oh, nah, we cannot do anything because big business, this, that, the corporations, at all, they're always going to win. No, 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 it's not always like that. Okay, I'm not an activist. And I'm not, you know, I, well, I was with the Protect Kaolaviohana when I was in high school. But, I mean, you know, so I know, I, I understand. I understand the, the thinking. I understand the feeling, right? But I would tell you, there's enough activists to take care of it. There are enough people aware that are working to take care of this stuff. And, and I'll tell, I'm telling you guys, you know, we need a balance. Then there needs to be a balance. You know, I'm, I'm all for growth if it's controlled. Because you got to, right, you know, there was a time, right, I, I owned a horse for 11 years. And I, I'm not bragging, I'm just telling you the background. But I owned a horse for 11 years. And when I was around the horse people, they got in a panic one time because somebody wanted to go develop the, the whole uh, ocean front in Kahuku. And the ocean front is one thing, right? They was going to put cabanas, all like, you know, resort kind of stuff, right? And then they was going, they was going to take out like all this acreage that people kept their horses, right? I mean, they, there was, there was leasing small plots of land from the state. And, they, and these guys was going to buy them from the state. They was going to develop the whole thing. <clears throat> and then all this land for the horses will be gone, right? And, and these people, you know, one of the things that they said was, Hey, keep the country country, you know? And I think, I think that's what we really need to, to look at, Hawaiians. You know, you got to look at the country and keep the country country. Develop in the city. Go ahead. The city's already developed. Okay, go put up some more cement. Go do what you like. You know, whatever. But, you know, to the, to the point where when it gets to the point where people, you know, just 
developing the country and you're getting rid of country, guess what? One day you're going to end up only with city. That's it. Everything will look like the city. Everything will be like the city. Everything. Will, you see what I'm saying? So, so you know, in that respect, yeah, we got we to gotta have on balance. I mean, yeah, you know, but just rest assured what I saw, you know, with these young people, eh, everything is okay. Everything is good. And they turn back the TMT. They turn back the telescope. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the latest development is. It hasn't been in the news lately. Okay. But then there's the park. Okay. Now there's the park in, in uh, Sherwood, right? And, and I always said, bro, we take chicks over there for Hamel. What you guys doing? <laughs> they like, they like concrete the whole place, right? I mean, you know, and, but, but that's a, that's another one, right? And that's in Sherwood in Waimanalo. That's, that's the country. Okay. And they like go, you know, cement them all up and, and make them all fancy and, and whatever. And, you know, for the community, in the, com- in the name of the community. So, you know, and behind this is all developers' kind of money and stuff, right? And it happens in the back room, Hawaiians. You know how it happens in the back room, right? So nobody know, right? And by the time they get everything in place, then they move forward with it, boom, boom, boom. You cannot stop them, right? So, but the Hawaiians was there. And these are young people, and they were there, and they stopped it, right? So far, so far, right? Okay, the other one is Alamoana Park. Okay, so Alamoana Park, kind of different. Kind of the same, but different. Alamoana Park, yeah, it's city. But you got all these kupuna, all these older people. They go there, they walk every day. They like the grass. They like the, you know, they like it the way it is. It's good for them, right? The thing is, right next door in Kaka'ako, you get these multi-million dollar buildings. Billion dollar buildings, right? And you got millionaires and billionaires moving in. The billionaires live all in the penthouses, right? The millionaires, they live all in there. And all these guys, right? They need one good park. <laughs> they really need one good park, right? Because there are there are a couple parks in Kaka'ako now, but really small, right? So they need a big facility. And you cannot blame them. You cannot blame them. That's Kaka'ako. That's part of the master plan. But Alamona Park is a little bit farther down in that, you know. But there's a lot of development in the area. So they wanted to go over there and they... Okay, we're gonna take this park and we're gonna we're gonna fix them up, right? And so all these all these old people, they they all you know they all came on board. Go, no, we look we like grass, we like all this stuff. We don't like turf and we don't like cement and all these guys are concessions, everything. So 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 they want to keep it like that. Okay, so then you know the mayor and all these guys said, okay, all right, we're we're going we're going to focus on different area, and then so Alamona Park for the time being will stay. Alamoana Park. But you see, this is when the people get together and they, they make decisions like this and they kuka kuka, they talk story. Okay. When they, when they do that, then everything is good because then everybody put in the input, right? You know, but in, in the, in the, in the business world, I want to, I want to say business world. I don't want to say politics because it's not really politics. It's business, but it goes through politics, right? But in the, in the business world, yeah. Would be kind of cool to develop here, develop there, whatever. But but the 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 parameters you gotta look at, and you gotta look at how is this gonna affect the community? How is this gonna affect the area? How is this gonna affect you know and, and the people, right? Because the people matter. The people actually count coins. See, it's not all about the money. It's not all about the you know. It, it's about the people too, and the people are turning back stuff. And the people are, are getting upset at some of this stuff. And they're turning them back. You know, and you cannot blame them. You cannot blame them. 
they they turning stuff back because you know they they like things the way it is. Now there is a certain thing called change, and humans are resistant to change. We all know that, but but you know, to a certain degree, yeah, okay, kakaako, yeah, okay, develop, make a nice park inside kakaako. You know, outside, oh, we get Alamoana Park over there. I mean, it's inevitable, Hawaiians. One day they're gonna have to take that park, and they're gonna have to make them nice because they got too much, too much valuable real estate surrounding that park. You know, so that that's gonna happen one day. It's gonna happen. But you know, for now, yeah, you know, for now, if you can stretch them out a little bit more, let people enjoy, enjoy. The younger people probably gonna want a little bit of development over there. The attitudes are a little bit different with the younger people. Maybe, maybe they want to do it. Maybe not. Maybe they're gonna try to come out and protest. You know, maybe not. You, you don't know. But this is this is in town, right? And then so the country stuff. Oh, the country stuff, pretty good because they keep in the country, country so far. You know, and all this stuff been in the news, and you know, you know. But I'm really proud of the younger generation and their awareness. The the younger generation, they smart, they know, and and they raised, you know, they raised on the web. They have access to information. They have access to to all this stuff. And they, bro, they they more smart at 19 and 20 and 25 than than we was because they have access to information. They have access to all this stuff, Hawaiians. I mean, you know, and really, that, that's what it all boils down to. It all boils down to education. It all boils down to, hey, you know, what kind of facts do we have? What kind of information on this do we have? You know, and, and what is the real scoop behind all of this, right? I mean, you know. So anyway, but yeah, that's the stuff in the news that, that we was looking at. And then, you know, we're going to keep you guys, because I, I know there's, there's plenty of guys in the mainland. A lot of guys in the mainland, and they tune into the podcast and they go, "Oh, Junior, what's what's up? What's what's going on?" You know, so we go try to keep you abreast of what's going on. Um, abreast, abreast. Oh, <laughs> okay. Sorry, my mind went one right that way. Right out to left field. No, no, but yeah, we're going we're going to keep you guys informed as, as to what you know what we hear and what we what we seen and and stuff like that. I mean, it, another thing you know that that we get going on is we get plenty of shootings going on. Um, I, I mean, in the last few months, the last six months, hold up, plenty of shootings, you know, and we're also witnessing the police officers being put in a position where they gotta fire their weapons, you know, and I don't know what it is, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but, but, you know, you guys, you guys, local guys are listening, don't taunt the police, don't taunt the police, they tell you something, just go with it, you know, cause it's better than, than if you get shot. I mean, for real, because like this one case, right, the guy took his car and he tried to hit the, the officer, they shot him. I mean, you know, and then, yeah, it, sometimes it's questionable. Okay, can we use a taser? This guy took a knife and he went, he went after the cop with a knife. You know, what they're going to do, right? You know, so they shot him. So, so stuff like this, you guys, you know, if you get in a situation, I don't know. I don't know if you guys even listen to this podcast, but if you get into the situation, I mean, you got to think about it twice because the last thing, oh, oh, the last thing you like to do, always is get shot. <laughs> I mean, no, no go provoke the incident any more than, than you have to. All right. Hey, the podcast is being brought. Oh, we got to tell you that the views and the opinions and the information on the podcast has nothing to do with our sponsors. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa. We'd like to thank Brother Randy and Sister Jerry, also Voice Master Enterprises and AFMHawaiiMusic.com. 
Go check them out. AFMHawaiiMusic.com. Right now, featuring the, our latest project, Darren Chinen. And uh, he's out there on iTunes. Download his music. Buy his music. He's unreal. And uh, he's producing pop right here in Honolulu, Hawaii. Yeah, I never thought I'd see the day. I thought it was an L.A. thing. All right, you guys. Hey, this is the music of Mr. Wayne Borges and the Wayne Borges Band. Till next time, I'm Junior K. Cueva Junior. Aloha. Aloha.